Welcome to the Spa Girls Podcast, the self-publishing podcast for authors. You're in the right place for the best writing, marketing and publishing advice, plus interviews with industry experts and best-selling authors. I'm Cheryl Phipps. I'm Shah Barrett. I'm Wendy Valor. And I'm Trudy Jay. And this week we have the lovely Heather Hildenbrand with us. Hello. Welcome, Welcome Heather. Hello. I always feel like I'm a bit like I'm on the Muppet Show when I do that because I wave my hands for some reason. You do Puppet. look a bit Muppetish. <laughs> <laughs> we Sorry, don't want to say anything. You <laughs> didn't want to say anything, but now you yeah, said yeah. it. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to know that I'm not going crazy, at least, even if I do look like a Muppet. Um, so Heather is here to talk. Sorry, Heather. Um, Heather is here to talk to us today about mindset and all the amazing stuff that goes around with that. Um, but first, I'm going to read your bio really quickly, and then we're going to get into the juicy part of this interview which I'm really excited about. Um, So Heather Hildenbrand was born and raised in a small town in Northern Virginia where she was homeschooled through high school and she promises that she's only slightly socially awkward as a result. She's also an award-winning author who's written more than 50 paranormal urban fantasy, science fiction and contemporary romance novels. I don't know how you have the time to write all those different genres, but we can talk Mm. about that. And in 2016, her imitation series was purchased by Warner Brothers and optioned for TV by Jerry Bruckheimer Studios, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, Heather also offers business and life coaching to authors and other creatives to create more abundance and attract the life and business they desire. A certified life coach, Reiki master and public speaker, Heather helps authors understand how to better attract their desires and to heal their wounds in the process. Love that, that sounds awesome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you guys. So we're already having so much fun. Nice. <laughs> we're already talking about puppets. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so to get started, let's talk a little bit about um, how you got into writing and what, what made you want to become a writer and then how that kind of uh, became the, the life coaching end of things as well. Yeah, sure. Um, They are definitely connected. Um, I started writing because something kind of tragic and terrible happened in my life. And I wanted an escape, which is the reason we read, right? But it's like, Mm. I guess it was so terrible and tragic reading wasn't enough or something. I don't know. I just got inspired to write a story. So that was it. Like that was my only outcome at first. Um, And then from there, just, you know, one thing leads to another. I had a friend that was like, well, what are you going to do with this when you finish it? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, are you going to publish it? And it's like, I hadn't really thought that far ahead. So, um, so yeah, it was a lot of like baby steps on this journey. And then I got started with my writing career. Uh, I was writing for maybe a couple years and um, making kind of full-time money, which was blowing my brain. And uh, it was really cool. And then my marriage ended and that was not cool, not a fun time. So I just had a lot of personal life stuff that happened that made me feel like I really wanted to be better at my life. (laughs) You know, I I wanted to be better. How long ago was that? Like, where did you start? Yeah. Um, So I started publishing in 2011. So this would have been like 2011, 12, something like that. Um, And so, so work was going okay, but everything else was not. And I stumbled upon or had someone recommend to me The Secret. Have you guys ever watched Mm -hmm. or read? Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like the gateway, right? For everyone. (laughs) So that was the gateway. And I, it was the first introduction to, wait a minute, I could change how I feel. I'm not just susceptible and like kind of a victim of whatever my feelings are making me feel. And then I just have to like live with it and deal with it. And it was a relief, really. It was like new information and it was really exciting, like 
uh, if I learned how to do this, I could learn to like feel better and that would impact my life in a, in a better way. So it's empowering at a time I think I needed it. And so mm-hmm. I just also, are you guys into strengths at all? Like Becca's mm-hmm. strengths? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, obviously it's more so than the other two, just yeah, quietly. Me and, me and Shah are okay. the strengths people. We're all you in. Notice, did okay. you notice my nostrils flaring? Yeah, <laughs> we're all in. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, at the time, obviously, I don't know anything about that, but like, in hindsight for myself, I'm a high learner. And so I went down the rabbit hole, right? So the secret, I was like, oh, oh, all this stuff I can learn, I'm in. And so I just went down this huge rabbit hole of all the things about mindset and how our brain is wired and how can we change our thoughts and how can we change our feelings. And I just got really nerdy for a really long time. Yeah. And honestly, if you want the short version, that's kind of it. I just got really nerdy for a really <laughs> long time <laughs> about mastering, like knowing all the things about this stuff. Um, but I saw results. I saw that I like I felt better. I improved my quality of life. I improved my mental health. And then externally, my life started improving too. And I was like, oh, it's real. Holy crap. Yeah. And so from there, I just, I wanted to use it to keep healing, keep, you know, that tragic thing I told you happened and then my marriage ending and I just wanted to keep using it to like improve things and so I just kind of I guess just got sort of better and better at using it to do that um at changing my own thoughts at Mm -hmm. discovering that my thoughts and feelings are what drive my own life and so how can I make them the best they can be to impact my life to be the best it can be and it worked and I'm remarried and he's amazing Mm -hmm. and He's 10 years younger than me. So maybe that's why I look so young. You guys said. (laughs) (laughs) Bye bye. Good for you. Yeah, right. Um, Lots of fun, exciting things. Like, and then it bled over into work and my career took off even more. And I got that TV movie option and just really a fun, exciting things. And everything now I can look back and say for sure that was because of focusing on my mindset and my own feelings and thoughts. Mm-hmm. So it just led, it was kind of a natural progression again, down the nerdy rabbit hole. Right. And so then it's a, a sort of a natural progression of like, well, I should put all this knowledge to use. And that's where the coaching kind of came from of, Oh, now I get it. I get how to do this. Everyone says you should change your thoughts. You should work on mindset. But the big thing is like, well, how we're not really taught mm-hmm. how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so me having figured out how through trial and error, I was like, well, this is something the author community, especially mm-hmm. and women, especially really need mm-hmm. and can really benefit from. And this was already my people. And I was like, well, this is where I go then to yeah. my people. Yeah. 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 That's um, awesome because there is a lot of mindset cool. stuff out there, but it's very mm. general, and I and it's yeah. really awesome that you're doing it specifically for authors because that's yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 I speak that's, the language yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 that's awesome. So one of the things I read uh, when I was stalking you on your website um, is yeah. you talk about alignment. You said it's all about um, alignment with yourself within yourself and your life. So can you explain that a bit and just go a bit deeper into that for us? Yeah. So I, when I'm coaching, we, we kind of like start with alignment as the foundation to everything because alignment with yourself is like how you feel about yourself and how much are you fighting yourself? What is your self-talk like? Are you your own worst enemy in your own mind? You know, if, if this is the way you show up to your career, to your partnerships, to your friendships, to your life, you're already kind of starting from a negative sort of level (laughs) 
if you want to call it that, right? A, a negative number. Because if your foundation of alignment with yourself is already off, it's going to make everything else harder. And this comes up for authors a lot where we sort of make business harder than it has to be. And the author business is hard enough, right? With like writing Mm -hmm. that great, perfect, good book and figuring out marketing and all the external stuff. But if who we're bringing to the table is already feeling like crap about ourselves and talking like crap to ourselves, being mean to ourselves, if we come to the table not believing that we're good enough or smart enough or that we suck or that our book isn't worth it, or that no one would want to read our book. So we should just not tell people about it because it's embarrassing when we hear our friends are reading our books. Like if these things bother us, we're out of alignment with ourselves. And now everything else we do externally is just going to be that much harder. And I really think that's why, and this happens all the time, you see someone whose book is similar to yours, their audience is similar to yours. You're like, what do they have that I don't? And their book is killing it and your book isn't. And it's that comparison thing. And so often I think comparison in that way is it comes from when we feel sort of like they're better than us, it comes from us being out of alignment and who we're showing up as to begin with. So that's, that's the alignment pep talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's fantastic. I've also heard it talked about in terms of being, um, that you shouldn't try and be in competition and that competition can be seen as a negative thing. And I have a feeling maybe that's to do with alignment as well. Do you feel like that's true? Yeah, well, because competition in the way you're talking about it sounds a lot like um, a little bit of jealousy too. Mm, Yeah. And the only reason we're ever upset that someone else has something is because we're afraid we don't also get to have it. Mm. Yeah. So really, I think at our heart, we're never... You know, we're all about letting each other have it. The only reason we feel threatened is because we think it means it takes away from us. And that's not about them. That's about us. And do you believe that you are good enough, worthy and deserving to have that thing? Mm -hmm. So competition isn't about them. And that's the first thing to realize. And that's why, yeah, it's definitely about alignment. It's still about you. Yeah. That's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. And you don't think it is. All these things that you think, oh, that's definitely not about me. It's about that other person. And it's always about you, right? Like it's always Oh my about- God. So on my list of the three biggest mindset tips, I'm just going to tell you right now, because it's so <laughs> appropriate for what you just said. Number one is your brain is a liar. <laughs> 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 Don't <Yeah>. trust it. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Right. Um, so what if... Uh, yeah, go in deep. Tell us a little bit more. Okay, about sorry. Yeah, I feel like I de- <laughs> derailed it. Yeah, but it's okay. This is one that we work through in coaching so often because it's maybe the biggest barrier is if you actually believe and listen to this voice in your head. This voice in your head, first of all, it's like we don't let anyone in our normal lives talk to us like this. I yeah, hope. True. I don't know. Some of us might please contact me for coaching, but like <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> usually don't. We usually really reserve it for ourselves, which is just terrible. But the first, I think, helpful step for me was realizing none of that stuff is actually true. You know, we talk about gaslighting and we gaslight ourselves. That voice in your brain will say anything it can because it doesn't want you to change. Our brains are wired. This is biology. This is how we are made in our minds. It's wired to see change as a threat and change as bad, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm. So it's going to do whatever it can to keep you where you are. So the voice in your head that tells you things like, oh, they're doing better than you. That must mean their book is better than you. And you're probably not as good as them. And it doesn't really matter what you do. This is never going to work. And all that stuff that we battle, that internal self-talk, that voice is a liar. It's not necessarily true just because you think it. And that was also very empowering for me when I learned that because Mm. I was stuck with that voice and I was just believing it. And when you realize that's not you, that's a voice in your head and that is not you and it's not true, that's, I think, the first step in going, oh, well, what would it look like if I didn't, if I could turn it off? And it just really starts to help you think about like doing the mindset work and what would that look like? Mm. And I think sometimes it's even people say, I'm just being realistic. That that almost, that's, I find that uh, to deal with too, that's like, it's like the enemy of mindset work is being a realist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 absolutely yeah. and okay, we're so, surrounded by realists right yeah and, oh. they, and they impact us too doesn't it the people around yeah. us impact us and our yeah. yeah. process yeah I always tell people part of mindset work too is like you do have to go through a phase where you're the ostrich mm. and you have to just sort of stick your head in the sand and not and you have to really because it's about protecting your headspace. I mean, if you think about mindset and how we got where we are, we've basically just been programmed by the world around us our whole lives to think mm-hmm. how we think, right? Mm-hmm. We weren't born knowing and thinking and having this like negative voice in our head and all this. So it's all programmed in by our parents, our culture, you know, our industry we're in, our friends, our mm-hmm. family and, you know, not on purpose, they're just repeating patterns they learn too, right? Yeah. But so if you want, so you've been thinking this for a really long time, your whole life took Mm -hmm. you this long to get this steady in this terrible, toxic, like mindset. Right. (laughs) So it's going to take a little while to get out. And also you have to really protect yourself when you're trying to get out and trying to change. So, so you have to get protective of the content you consume content. You probably don't realize is impacting you as much as it is. So Mm -hmm. you almost have to sort of detox or be the ostrich where you purposely go, I'm not going to look at what's real. For a little while, I'm not going to look at what's real because the the as long as you look at what's real, that will continue to be real for you. So you mm-hmm. do sort of bury your head in the sand and you go, I just tell my clients, like, stop watching the news, first of all. Mm-hmm. Stop, you know, what content are you consuming? Even social media, especially social media for authors, because you're going to log into Facebook and the first thing you're going to see is somebody in your genre hit it bigger than you. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. everywhere. <laughs> so you really yeah. have to unplug. You have to be the ostrich and you have to go. Yep. I'm not looking at real life. That's right. I'm just not looking at real life and people, you know, oh my gosh, but like it's reality or it's news. You should be informed and you just have to go. Nope. Nope. I'm, and people tell you that's irresponsible. You have to be informed. Well, then I'm irresponsible. Like you just have to be willing to do it in the face of, yeah, all the realists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very true. Okay. So let us take a step back because I think we jumped ahead a bit. So, (laughs) which is fine. I'm always happy. Um, But we talked about some of the, um, talking about some of the biggest um, or the most common mindset issues that you see with your clients. And I think you've got maybe three of them to talk through with us. So can we, can we start there? And um, yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. So, so first thing I'll say is these, I work with authors at all levels of career and these come up for all of us. And I think that's really important because I have a lot of authors that are like, you know, five figures. We'll just use money because it's easier, right? Or whatever. And and because 
we put ourselves on a level based on the money and based on what other people mm-hmm. are making. And we see people making more and we go, oh, well, they must have it all together then. And they don't worry about this stuff. It's just me, right? And then we make ourselves special, but not in a good way. Like I'm the only one that's a hot mess. So clearly they're all better than me. And now we've done the comparison thing again. Yeah. So I always remind my clients, I've, I work with authors at every income level, including seven figures, and we're all working on the same thing. everyone. Okay. So no one has it together. And that actually was a really great relief for me. This isn't on my list, but this was such a huge relief for me to find out. You can still be a hot mess and be successful. What a relief. Because we do, we give ourselves this belief like, oh, well, when I get my can I say when I get my shit together, then yeah. I'll be rich, then I'll be successful, then I'll be a best selling, then it will all happen for me. And mm-hmm. that already you've given yourself a barrier. Mm-hmm. And now because that's your belief, it can't happen until you get your shit together. Well, mm-hmm. well luckily, you could just change your belief mm-hmm. instead and go, actually, I get to be a hot mess and have it all. I don't have to fix this and be perfect before mm-hmm. it all comes in. That was a huge relief for me. Mm-hmm. You um, should just move in with me because I'd like to hear all this every day. <laughs> I think tell you we can slip into that mindset in every facet of our life, can't we? Because we're often saying to ourselves, oh, you know, after this happens next week or next month or oh next year is going to be better. And, you know, we just do it, don't we? And I yeah. guess oh, yeah. this is just always reaching for more. Yeah. Right? Like, it's going to yeah. be better tomorrow. Or, it's going to yeah. be, you know, yeah, yeah. but not That's living true. in the moment. Yeah. So um, we do do it about everything. And I tell my clients all the time, how you are is one, with one thing is how you are with everything. Mm. So mm. if you struggle with the energy of money, you are struggling with the energy of this one always ends up being true. Actually, how good are you at receiving gifts? Yeah. Something for nothing. If somebody brought you a gift and gave it to you unexpectedly right now, like Cheryl, if Trudy gave you a gift, Mm-hmm. What would your thought really be? Would it be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much? Or would it be, shit, I probably should get her something in return or this feels uncomfortable? Uh-huh. That, that, that one, I that did, one for her. I'd definitely be looking at the why. <laughs> okay, I didn't mean to call you out. I didn't know no, that. I'm sorry. It's, it's so <laughs> interesting. It's, it's interesting how you said, oh, I better get her one back because I always hate when someone gets me a present and I yeah. haven't got them one. Yeah, too, Worst thing too. ever. I feel yeah, like I've got a cousin who's always buying me things and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do yeah. I do? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have my best friend. She would always get weird if I tried to pay for lunch. She didn't mm-hmm. like that. She was like, well, I'll definitely have to get it next time. And she would right. like be really serious mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And it, I could tell it made her super uncomfortable. And it's the same concept. So if you want to get better at receiving money, get good oh. at receiving gifts. Oh. It's all connected. Oh. It's the same with compliments, oh. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Compliments you. And you're like, yes. oh, I constantly people say, oh, that's a really nice dress or whatever. And I, oh, it's so old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this old yes. thing. Got this been, in the, you know. I've been called right. out on it so many times. Somebody say, just say thank you. Just yes. Just say thank and then you. bite all. your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Run away if you have to, you know. Thanks. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. It just bolts. Yeah. Just bolts. <laughs> she gave him a compliment. Oh, but man. she's like, but I'm getting better at it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. So how we are with one thing is how we are with everything. That was the thing that came up when you were talking about that. And then the thing that Wendy said about how 
we're like, oh, tomorrow it'll be better or whatever. Another one for that is how, yeah, we if we always constantly keep it in the future, then it will just remain in the future and it will never be now. And our subconscious mind doesn't understand future. Time is not this the same kind of linear thing to our subconscious mind. And your subconscious is where you have to go to change these things. That's where all your beliefs really live. So we have to understand that your subconscious mind works differently than your conscious mind. Your subconscious doesn't understand the future. So it just understands you don't have it now. And if you don't have it now, you'll never have it now. Mm. So, so, and this wasn't on my list either, but yeah. if you want to make it happen, start to figure out how you can feel like it's already happening, bring it into the present. Yeah. And actually that will be, yeah. So I'll share some tool tips later and that'll be, um, I have a fun game for that one that I think works well. Ooh, so games. you asked yeah. me though, I'm like, so all over the place. Sorry. You asked me the three biggest mindset tips. So we'll start yeah. there. Okay. The first one is mindset blocks are success blocks. They are the same mm-hmm. and you cannot have more success than you already have right now without doing more mindset work because where you're at mentally now with your subconscious and your beliefs and everything that's what got you where you are if you want to go somewhere else you're going to have to think something else which is yeah i mean it's funny because it's like of course but actually it's not actually what we would put together if that makes sense like mm-hmm. then we wouldn't yeah. always kind of go that makes sense but it does yeah mm. Yeah. Well, we get stuck in like external behavior, right? So we think, oh, in order to get have more success, I probably just need to like post more TikToks <laughs> or yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. We don't think about is, actually it's this. And posting more TikToks or doing more work for a lot of us is actually quite stressful because we're already mm. doing you a know lot a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's um a lot yeah, of us so think part, this is so it, this is where I it, am. Yeah. So part of it has to be shifting your priorities and your understanding about what's actually going to move the needle. And this is hard because we're so programmed with external behavior is what's doing it, right? And that's what gets us on the hamster wheel in the first place. But if we can shift our belief that our your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs are what create your reality, that's what I believe. That's what I've seen evidence of over and over. And if that's true then your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs are the most important thing. Mm. But when you don't spend any time on them and you spend all your time on writing and TikTok and social media and all those things, but it's like, but you're not actually doing the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So we get stuck in the hamster wheel. We think if I just work harder and do more, but it's really about shifting it to actually this is the work that matters. And this mm-hmm. is the work that's going to actually get you where you want to go. And it's completely contrary to what the rest of the world will tell you. So yeah. it's scary. Yeah, yeah. it's scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, And even if you're someone who doesn't believe in the woo aspect of it, which I totally am on board for, but y- you can be- you can understand that if you change how you're mm-hmm. feeling as you or how you're approaching certain aspects, like if you're writing and it's fun and enjoyable, the writing will come out better versus you writing mm-hmm. and it's hard and you're forcing it and it's, or if you're doing TikToks and you're on there and you're talking to the camera and you're feeling good and happy and and confident, that you, yeah. you turn up better than if you're feeling a little bit nervous or weird or 
or grumpy or anything mm-hmm. you know like more negative thoughts yeah. so even if you can turn around your your mindset just in terms of how you show up that yeah. has to or in like what do you think this was there was a study done on the power of expectation so what do you think the outcome is going to be mm-hmm. of this thing that you're doing yeah. writing or tiktok yeah. or whatever and how what you think will happen directly impacts what will happen. And if you aren't, if you want like a non-woo, because I I love the science of it too. And I think that different brains, like analytical minds really need the science. So there was a study done on uh, rats where they split the rats into two teams and they assigned a group of scientists to team A and a group of scientists to team B. And they said, tomorrow, these rats are going to race and compete against each other through a maze. And they said, okay. And then they went to only the second group of scientists. And they said, your rats were tested in their IQ and they're actually dumber than the (laughs) rats in group A. Your rats are stupid. Please don't expect a lot from them. They're going to do terrible. Just this is how it's going to go because your rats are stupid. And then everybody went home. Um, I know Trudy's like, these poor rats. Not the point. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody told them that. It was wrong. Nobody was harmed. Okay, that's important. (laughs) Nobody told the rats. That is important. Well, it's I'm fine now. Okay. (laughs) So the next day, everybody comes in for the the rats to race in this maze. And that was the only thing they did was told the scientists, your rats are stupid in this group, remember? And the rats in that group did astronomically worse than the rats that whose scientists were not told that they were stupid and it was this whole idea on the outcome the expected outcome impacting the true outcome and it wasn't even the rats it was the scientists right and so it was kind of once removed even and it was so fascinating to me that nonverbal just belief just belief Mm. of expectation as you're observing something happening, because the scientists were just observing, they weren't even doing the effort, right? Mm. That impacted the outcome. So you must be giving off um, a certain vibe or, you know, like, not that the rats, well, yeah, that the rats could pick up on or Mm. whatever, so that you're like, yeah, I don't care about this test. (laughs) Right. I mean, think about, like, as humans, we have a lot of nonverbal communication that we get from people. You can tell from body language if somebody likes you or if they're in a bad mood or so. Yeah, I mean, we can call it vibe. There was Mm. a vibe, right? But it's all Mm. kind of that same thing. Like vibe would be woo-woo and nonverbal body language would be science, but it's the same thing. And it just shows how powerful something like that really is. So I love that you brought that up you know, people who aren't as woo. And to me, it's all the same. It's just using different words Mm. to describe it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So that's my second, my second biggest mindset tip is that your results are determined by your beliefs first and your efforts second. Okay. I'm writing that down. So again, it's like, we're all writing it down. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that, and that's just what we've discussed, right? Like it's just, you just have to, and, and going into something, believing that it's going to be successful is, I, I think there's that Henry Ford quote that I always love. And in fact, I was thinking about it this morning. So this is this, a weird symmetry thing, but it's like, we're, we, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And yeah, it's, I love it, that one. yeah. And it's, it kind of blew my mind when I first heard it. Cause I was like, what? I mean, years and years ago, but yeah, yeah. it's that same thing. Yeah. 
Totally. Mm. And that's why I think it's about that shifting of priority, because it's not that your external efforts are not important or impactful to like, say your author business or whatever. It's that if you don't show up in alignment and you don't examine the beliefs you're bringing to the table, those efforts will have way less impact than if you did. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So this okay, silence numbers, while we all think about yeah, it. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Taking it in. Well, <laughs> well, it made me think about your little note, Wendy, to yourself with the with the things yes. that you wanted to achieve over the years and how you ticked them off and got to mm. where you are now because you mm. believed. Yeah, the only time I've ever done that in 2007. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe we need to That's do it again. Cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm, maybe. Um, yeah. So yeah, and what's the what's the third one that you had? There? So the third one is the one that I jumped the gun and already said, which is that your brain is a liar. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth, right? Well, yeah, I think and it's it, your this... brain. You go. <laughs> oh, I, so in so in our one on one coaching, what we do is we start to separate yourself from the voice because this is, helps to like disassociate that that's not you and it's not true. And so one of the exercises we do is to give this voice its own avatar or character since we're all authors. And um, I was just talking to a client earlier before this call and she was like, I was on this other call um, with this other group and I almost shared about my character and then I thought I would sound crazy. So I didn't. As, and I thought, I'm going to share it on the podcast then. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to make it a thing. <laughs> we're going to make it a thing so you don't feel crazy. So um, so I heard it years ago from another course I took. And then I think I also read about it in a book by Martha Beck. So it's not my original idea, but it's helped me a lot. And it helps clients a lot. And that is, again, make your voice its own avatar. So for me, I'll give you mine as an example. And I think you'll understand. So I grew up. I was raised religious. I grew up in a Southern Baptist church. Um, there was a lot of like, bless your heart and we'll pray for you. Okay. If that gives you yeah. any, like the yeah. vibe, this is the yeah. vibe. Okay. And it was a lot of like rules. And if you break rules, you should just like feel bad about yourself and we're going to judge you and stuff like that. And I'm not saying all Southern Baptists are like that for anybody listening, but mine sure was. Okay. So my avatar, the voice I would hear in my head <clears throat> was that little old lady on like the front row on Sunday morning who just was in like her Sunday best with like her whole extra hat and everything, you know, and she would come up to you and want to know probably all your business. Right. And she would disguise the gossip as okay, well, I just want to know so I can pray for you. And I'm going to activate yeah. the prayer chain for you about this. This is real, okay? If y'all, I've never been to the South in the US. This is real. Um, and so, but it was always just so judgy feeling and like, ooh, you shouldn't do that. That's wrong. This is against the rules. Be a good girl, whatever. And so um, this is whose voice lived in my head, rent free. And I decided to name her Pearl. Oh, oh, perfect. I yeah. mean, I'm yeah. sorry to any Pearl out there, but it yeah. just fit. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. so now that Pearl is her own person, her own personality, and her own name, I recognize her in my head so much more easily. Mm -hmm. And I go, oh, this is just Pearl. I don't agree with her. I don't think like her. I don't share her belief system. I don't believe her. Yeah. You know? And it yeah. just helped me separate that that liar in my head and just not give into it so much yeah. so 
Does anyone That's know who awesome. their pearl? Do you guys know who your pearl is yet? No, but I but I can already I'm already thinking about Karen. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we all know a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I'm sorry. I feel sorry for all the Karen. I know. There. Yeah. It's, yeah. A Karen. Sorry for Pearl. it's a Sharon who was along with the rest of the sixties babies called Karen's. You know, I yeah. I'm just one I'm just two letters away from being a Karen. So yeah. I have a lot of empathy for Karen's. <laughs> I, I have, the Karen I have in my life is a lovely person who is opposite of a Karen. So yes, just saying. Yeah. I know a nice Karen too. <laughs> I think I just, when you're talking about that, I had an immediate pushback that I can't find, I can't separate out the voice from myself, Heather. So how does one do that? Like, I think it's great, to, the idea, I get the concept. Yeah. But it sounds like me. It doesn't yeah. sound like somebody else well, so so if it's a new concept then it might take a little while mm-hmm. like I have a lot of clients I'm like well how do you talk to yourself and I'll ask them like on our first call and they're like mm, it's not bad I don't think I talk to myself bad and then like two weeks later they're like well I couldn't stop thinking about your question <laughs> and now I'm paying attention and it's yeah. horrible you know it's true. so yeah. It, it might like sneak up on you yeah. in a couple weeks and you're gonna be like oh or don't worry about separating it from you, but mm-hmm. but if you had to say where it came from, mm, what okay. family member does it sound most gotcha. like or, yeah. Yeah. you know, something yeah. like that. And then you start to realize the important thing is to realize this isn't you. This was a, a story that was given to you. Mm. This was a program that was gotcha. given to you from a young age based on the stuff you heard growing yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So so my one, when I first, I, um, when you first said that was wimpy came to mind. And mine, and so I've got Wimpy Winifred that I wrote down. And Winifred was oh. only because it rhymed with W and it was and so now I'm thinking this. Wimpy, this, it's an unusual. Mine is, yeah, it was kind of any time that I'm like scared or worried or I'm thinking I'm not good enough, that's that's the voice I get. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying, Oh, don't do that because you can't, you know, you're not mm-hmm. and, and now I'm like, okay, well that's just Wimpy Winifred. So this is good. Yeah. And I like separating. And then you just tell her to shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Winnie. Yeah, no, in fact, I, I don't know about Winifred, actually. That's quite a difficult name to say, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like you, with the complex, keep maybe Wimpy Winnie would be good. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah. That's yeah. such a good word, name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It has a nice okay. ring to it. All right, I'm writing it down. <laughs> Thank you all. Yeah, <laughs> and now when you talk to yourself, it's going to be so much more interesting. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to thoughts. develop multiple personality disorder, and I'm going to yeah. develop <laughs> <it first. laughs> for the psychiatrist that I'm going to have to get. Brilliant, brilliant. Yes, brilliant. we on my in my one on one with clients, like we'll be, I'll know the name of their avatar, right? And so um, I'll just we'll just be referring to them like they're this other person, or then we start like sort of talking about the client will start talking about themselves in the third person. It gets weird, but, yeah. but we all know what we're doing. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. had someone suggest to me too, because I have a pen name that I write under and she was suggesting in similar lines using the pen name as a, as a different, oh, I'm doing a hand, um, as a different, um, as if it was a me acting on behalf of someone else so that it would make me more able to do some of the things that I felt too shy or too, um, too scared to do if that makes sense so it's yeah. kind of like instead yeah. of it being like this um uh thing where you're saying Winnie, Winifred is doing all the negative stuff there's it's kind of another avatar that's helping you do the 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 things that you need to get done in a, in a way yeah. I don't know if that is that the same kind of thing or is that something I think so and I've had a lot of friends who do pen names and say, they'll say similar like um especially the ones where it's a secret pen name there's a mm-hmm. lot of like 
liberation in that because then you yeah. can really just be whoever you want and there's yeah. no fear in that way. Mm-hmm. But even if it's not, yeah, I think starting to think about it like an external version of you, like a persona, I think is helpful. It gives mm-hmm. you some distance between you and those possibly not so nice thoughts or fears. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So now I have officially three personalities. Good, okay. Yes, oh, yes. And we've only been on here for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. so think about what it will be at the end. Yeah, exactly. She'll be introducing herself to someone different next week. Yeah, right, yeah. Today we've got Winifred yeah. on the call. And everyone will be so confused, and you're just going to be like, if you know, you know. But yeah, if you're not, yeah, sorry. Yeah. 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 If you went there, you went there. Yeah. <laughs> Look what you created, Heather. <laughs> A monster. We'll be calling you. So we've got the three three most common um, uh, mindset issues. So what was the next three? You had three threes, I think. I did. I have the top three blocks that people people have. And it's it's like even people come to me and it'll sound different at first, but when it all kind of boils down to like the root of it, um, these are usually the three. And and a lot of people have all three. So that's oh. fun. Um, so the first one is not worthy. Mm-hmm. You don't think you're worthy, right? And so this could come up as like, you think something's wrong with you or you make yourself special, but not in a good way where you're like, oh, everyone else has it all together except for me, or I'm the only one this isn't going to work for, or, um, you know, everyone else is better than you somehow, something like that. Um, it comes up in a lot of ways. So I'm just kind of spitballing because all of that boils back down to not feeling worthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then not good enough and not deserving is number two. Those are kind of similar, kind of the same thing. Not good enough comes up a lot in the author industry where we think that we have to earn it. Mm -hmm. That goes back to the money and receiving gifts, right? Mm -hmm. If you think that you have to, if if you, this belief that came with us from our childhood, if you want to make more, you just have to work harder. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely out there in the author community and in, in, in abundance. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. I'm sure we've used it, you know. Yeah. You've got to yeah. do your apprenticeship. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. You know, we've used it before. Yeah. So how do how do you stop? Oh, is that in the tips? Yeah, but <laughs> we, no, go for how, it. How do, for it. how do we stop feeling not good enough or not worthy? Like how do we yeah change that so, mindset? I think it I think the first step is trying to understand sort of where it came from. Um and and most all of these came from when we were young. Because so science again, your beliefs and your thoughts and your feelings about what's true for you and who you are and how the world works and how you work in the world, all those things are formed usually between the ages of like zero and seven. So they're formed at this time because your subconscious mind is wide open. Your brain is brand new. It's not even fully formed. So you don't actually have a prefrontal prefrontal cortex fully formed at this age. And that is the part of your brain that's responsible for things like logic and critical thinking and the thought filter that you would have where you hear someone else say you're stupid and you can go, that's not true. Or I'm not going to believe that. You don't have that at that age. So everything that comes in, you just go, well, guess that's true for me. So if somebody says something not nice, you go, well, I guess I'm ugly. I guess I'm stupid. I guess, you know, and then there's all the nonverbal stuff like 
we, we, we take everything personally and we make everything about us. So if we see, first of all, if we see something happening to someone else, we go, oh, that must be how the world works for me too. Mm-hmm. So that happens. And then, um, and then, yeah, like, like what didn't get said. So like my parents, I just remember for some reason, this is what sticks out with my subconscious. My parents would always just be like, oh, you're so cute. You're so pretty. And they would comment on my looks. And then they never commented on like, but I'm, that I'm smart and capable and like all the, any other like sort of traits that didn't have to do with my looks. And so as I got older, I put all my emphasis on that. And I started to later as an adult realize I didn't feel smart. Mm -hmm. I doubted my, like the homeschooling thing. That was a thing I had to work through, right? Because people make jokes. That's why I put the joke in the bio. I'm just going to get it out of the way. Yeah. But like people make jokes, especially back then, because homeschooling was not as mainstream. So they'd be like, oh, you're going to be the weird kid, huh? Or, <laughs> you know, or they'd just be like, joke me about how maybe like I didn't get as good of an education. Oh. And I think that, yeah, I know. Because this was, this was like, I'm older than you think I am. So this is a while ago. <laughs> And so homeschooling was not a thing. No one was doing it. And so it was just weird. And people, yeah, just had these assumptions. And so then I started thinking I wasn't smart. And I brought that to my author business. And then it showed up like um, I couldn't do Facebook ads. I was convinced Facebook ads would never work for me because I'm not smart enough to figure it out. Mm, okay. So now I'm not good enough. And that's what's how not good enough is coming up. So that's why I said it helps if you go back to where you you can realize where it came from and you realize it's been in there for a long time. It's buried in your subconscious. So it's going to take different tools to release it or reprogram it than just self-talk and affirmations Mm -hmm. and nothing against those things, but that's what the self-help or self-development community kind of like is their go-to. And that never worked for me. And I would get so frustrated And then I realized that's because none of those things target your subconscious mind. So there are tools that do. So first of all, if it's coming from some kind of wound from when you were a kid, like if it's deep and it's a wound, um, then you need to do some kind of like therapy or coaching or energy work to heal that inner child version of you. Because that's why you're still carrying it because that six-year-old is still hurt by it. So if you can go back to her and heal that, it transforms completely. And so that's what I do most, mostly in coaching. That's what we do. Um, But then there's also stuff like um, guided meditation and hypnotherapy. I love hypnotherapy. I am. Yay. Yay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What kind of hypnotherapy have you done? Um, So a lot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um particularly with NLP as well. So it's sort of that combo. And I went to this amazing um, hypnotherapist and I had a deep, deep, deep fear of flying. And um, it's really tough when you live in New Zealand. (laughs) And (laughs) you're probably (laughs) 12 hours away from anywhere apart from Australia. Um, So, yeah, and it just, uh, it was life-changing but it wasn't really about the flying that he helped it was uncovering so much more the flying was flying was just literally the on the surface stuff so yeah Mm -hmm. it was it was incredible it it was life-changing for me 
Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that you realized, yeah, that was how it was probably, it was not the route and it was connected to probably yeah. a lot I got, of other I, things. I mean, I think, I think the fear of flying because it got me there, but it was, it was way more than that. Yeah. And he was yeah. able to uncover that one. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's how, that's what I mean. Like these subconscious beliefs we're holding, we don't know we're holding them because you probably yeah. didn't know about the no. root belief no. until later. Right. No. And so you're walking around and they're influencing every part of your life and you don't even know and when you can get to that it transforms everything and then and then it's like the fear of flying wasn't even the thing you had to fix that goes away all by itself when you get to the root you know and that's what i tell my clients all the time like the thing that you think you're coming to me for that's going to take care of itself because they're like how do i stop the self talk the negative self talk and i'm like you don't right? We just make you start to feel good enough, worthy and deserving. And then it will just go away on its own, you know? And I would say it's often this kind of thing, the more you delve within, it is like peeling an onion and you, what mm-hmm. you think when you think you've got one layer off, oh, surprise, <laughs> there's something else there as well. So it's very much a process. <laughs> very much. Yeah. And I will say, because I, I've been down this rabbit hole a long time, I have gotten to the point where I got pissed off that I wasn't done. Mm. Absolutely. I, totally get <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I got to that next onion layer and I was like, this is bullshit. Oh. I have worked. Through, <laughs> I'm I, done. I, yeah. I was like, I'm <laughs> sick of my own problems. Okay? Yeah. I just want to be done. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, learner here. Number two, and you know, all the strategic things. I'm just so tired of thinking like this. Can't I just be <laughs> ignorant? You know, and right. like, I'm here to tell you at 57, no, no, you just... <laughs> <laughs> the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know, actually. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you can't I think a lot of our, I think a lot of our beliefs too come from, you know, in a, in a family environment where you're put into like a lane. Like mm, for me, I was true. always like, you're the sporty girl. Right. You're not, yeah. you're not creative. You're yeah. the sporty girl in the family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm. and that's and that and I I was raised in an amazing family. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but but sure. you know, it, 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 all the way through, I was like, oh well, I won't bother with that because that's you yeah, know, I'm not the creative one like my brother and sister, you right. know. And of course, that yeah. that sort of manifests a little bit as you get older. And now here and you I'm, are in yeah. a more creative profession than either of us. <laughs> yeah. I'm fiercely competitive too, and I think that's probably from the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's also a superpower for you and your yes, career. Yes, it is well. a superpower. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. for sure. And also, yeah. it helps thank us. You. I said, it, thank you, Sha, instead of, oh, yeah, yeah, You're welcome. Sure. But I'm also <laughs> saying from our perspective, it means that we can wind you up really well. Quite and easily. And you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say yeah. that with love, Wendy. <laughs> I know, mate. I've been, I've been there on our writing sprints when one of you will go, I've written 2,000 words, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I need to read, write 2,000 yeah. by Yeah, it's awesome. We just <laughs> press that button. So what was number three? What's number three not deserving? Was that number three? No, she hasn't done so number three. So I put good enough, oh, not good enough and not deserving are kind of almost the same. So I, I gave them. Um, the coin kind of thing. Really, I just wanted to share four. So I just made yeah. them the same thing okay. so I could share yeah. another yeah. one. That's Fair what enough. happened. That seems perfectly reasonable. Because <laughs> okay. four didn't work with three. It did. It was not on brand for the rest of my outline. So. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> So number three is not safe. Uh-huh. Safe. Nice. Not that's safe. a big and one. I reckon that's a big one. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's two. I feel like there's two parts to not safe. There's not feeling safe, like in your body with yourself, mm-hmm. Um, you know, like 
physical safety or again, the negative self-talk. If you're stuck in a body that's constantly being mean to you and saying mean things about you and your body, now you don't feel safe anymore being with yourself. So that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also not safe really comes up, especially for authors in um, not wanting to be seen, not wanting to be more visible. Authors who want to take their career to the next level have to work through I've had to work through this at basically every single level. I have six and seven figure authors working through this because you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm comfortable here where I have to worry about like haters and bad reviews and bullying and stuff like that at this level. But if I sell twice as many books, now I'm going to have twice as much of a threat, you know, for Mm -hmm. safety. I can see how that thinking. Yeah. And that is hard. When, when you start to, to rise a little bit and with the emails coming in and you just open them thinking they're from someone nice and it's absolute verbal, you know, it's horrible. And you think, oh, whoops, <laughs> what do I do now? You know, like, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't open that um, one? Yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I'm like opening myself up, if people are going to hear this and be like, send her a nasty gram, but yeah. um, I don't get those. No, I need to do it. I don't get those. And I, oh, you I don't, don't get them? them? No. Like physically, you don't understand them or you don't get them in no, your No, no, no. It doesn't happen to me. Oh, right. Because I'm not a match to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whereas we've got this, a secret fear of having them come well, in and they're so, Right. Them. So this this is what I was going to say is when, you, when I say not a match to that, like what, you know, if you're going to subscribe to law of attraction and you're always attracting to what you are a match to, it's the same as when somebody says something mean, anything mean, and you it actually makes you feel bad is because you're afraid it's true. Mm. And if you do have that fear in you and you are afraid it's true, then you are more susceptible to hearing it more often because it's matching something inside of you versus, you know, if like I called you up or if a stranger called you up on the phone and said, I hate you. I think you're stupid. I'm never going to call you again. You'd be like, cool. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, you don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you, you letting me know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Next time. Yeah. 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 But if somebody you care about calls you up and says that, it's going to hurt, right? Because you have this emotional attachment to to that. So if there's something in you that resonates with it, then it's more likely of an experience. I won't say that. I'm not trying to sound like toot my own horn. Like, watch, I'm probably going to get one tomorrow, but you know. <laughs> I do yeah. think you kind of there's the other angle of that is like what you're worrying about getting in terms of the emails or what you have on your mind you see more of it's like when like and this is a really I don't worry example. about them well but like when you buy worry. a new car yeah and then you've never it's noticed true. that brand of car on the roads before and then suddenly and all you can them. see is that exact same car that you bought and you get really annoyed because you thought that you were buying a really unique car that kind of thing. So it's like, as soon as it becomes something that you're thinking about or a front of mind, you suddenly see it everywhere. Yeah. Mm. That's one because, and that's actually part of the science too. There's a part of your brain that um, filters in the things that it thinks is important to you. So when you buy a new car, it knows all of a sudden this car is important to you. You have a heavy focus on it. So it will start bringing you other same cars. Mm. There's a part of your brain called the reticular activating system. And that's what its job is to filter out the bajillion things that we see here and experience all day every day it would overwhelm you all mm. of it right it's just sensory overload so it goes for just what it thinks you think is important and so if you're so thinking about that. yeah and in the context yeah. of authors then if you're always thinking about how no one ever makes any money and it's all a con and those people who talk about making money as self-published authors are all liars 
then you're going to find that yeah. versus yeah. if you're someone who believes that there can be success and it's an amazing mm-hmm. thing and you're, and you're whatever, like all the good things, yeah. then that's what you see and find because that's what your brain is contract, con, um, Absolutely. thinking about. Absolutely. Yeah, like think about it, think about it in terms of politics, right? Like how we're always in this big argument on, on everyone's on their own side and you're not really changing anyone's mind. And that's because whatever you believe to be true, your brain is going to find proof to help mm-hmm. support you because it wants mm-hmm. you to feel like you're right. So that's its job. It's going to go find that. And so each side are able to go find proof mm-hmm. that they're right. It? It's called like confirmation bias, isn't it? It's like when you, yes. you believe something already, you're not going to, you're just going right. to find the stuff. That and confirms. then so how it would kind of come back into what we were saying with the reviews is if you are, if you believe that, well, part of being an author is just having to get these emails and it's just part of doing business, then it's probably more likely to happen to you because you believe that it's just part of doing business. What if you didn't? What if you didn't believe? Like, where did that come from? Did you decide that or did someone give you that belief? Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm. Listen to the silence while we all go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else are we mm-hmm. thinking? Who does that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still working on the voice in my head. <laughs> I can't think of one and I can't think of the voice. Yeah, you're not worried about what other people are thinking. You're worried yeah, about yeah, what you're yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm really intrigued by the idea of like, um, and I don't know if you can talk more on this, but the idea that when someone says something mean and we're like hurt by it and we get up in arms on it, it's actually literally because we're secretly scared that it's true. Like it's, how do you, like, is that, like, could you say, Anytime that happens, anytime we get up in arms over something, it's along those lines. Like it's. Um, well, you know, I mean, the human brain is complex. I don't know if I would say every single time because I'm sure I'm also a gray area person. My belief system is that there is an exception to every rule. So I'm sure there probably is one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like maybe instead it's really about a belief that you, you don't deserve kindness. So that's why people say mean things. It's not because that specific thing is true. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. maybe it's more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, but it's in the vicinity of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we should, yeah, that's cool. I just I'm the kind of person who gets myself all up in arms over stuff and I'm like, oh damn it. I'm gonna have to look and see what they're <laughs> are you trying to find a loophole right now? Is that what this is? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I just know someone who does this yeah and, yeah oh my gosh um and yeah for me the not safe thing really resonates <laughs> along with all the others you know so but so that's a um because when we hear not safe not safe to me initially was when I was talking about it, it was like not physically safe that someone's going to harm you somehow but it mm-hmm. can it, it's not even is it is does our brain think that we're going to be somehow harmed is it that serious in our brain or is it there a yeah. Well, your brain is dramatic. Okay. First of all, dramatic AF. So if it is an emotional threat, your brain still treats it like a physical threat. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm, I'm actually learning this also for myself right now. Um, I'm doing that group that I had mentioned to you guys earlier that I'm doing and they it's based out of Australia, uh, is a group for like uh, I guess weight loss, but it's mostly about like how to get back in alignment with your body. Right. And then weight loss is kind of like one of the side benefits. Like it's not a root, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so we're talking about this from this angle of one of the reasons why we would hold on to weight 
would be because we don't feel safe and we're using this padding as mm-hmm. to keep us something between us and the world, us and the threat. And that threat could be emotional even. Mm-hmm. And we would still, our brain would still translate that into physical and hold on to weight. It doesn't need just for that reason. So yeah, definitely it could be not just physical safety and it could manifest in that way. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. 100%. And you even see like teenagers with their hair down over their eyes and protecting their face, you know, like there's, there's all these yep. physical manifestations of like maybe an inner t- turmoil or a, yeah. Yeah. Or just that wall, right? Of like, yeah. don't, don't, I'm not approachable, you know? Yeah. 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 Or I just want to fit in. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Be like every other teenager mm-hmm. with the hair over their face. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or not be being seen. Do like, yeah. yeah, like I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be picked out of the crowd. I want to blend in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no one likes to stand out, you know. Mm. Yeah. Well, some people do, but yeah, I like not to most. Out. Well, I don't know. I have authors coming to me like, well, I want to be number one. Yeah. And I'm oh, standing yeah, we all want out. That. We all want but that. at the same time, they're holding a belief of I don't want to stand out. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's your yes, you go. <laughs> don't want to stand The work there. does itself at this point, you know. Yeah. Okay, Wendy, you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> I stand I, out when I need to. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I believe. I've always said that weight loss is not a willpower or a calorie counting issue. It's a mindset issue. I firmly believe that. So it's interesting yes. that you say that. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I absolutely believe that. And I just felt like I'd gotten to the end of the tools I had for myself. And I knew, you know, we we all have a blind spot of ourselves. You know, that's why we can give advice to all of our friends. Like we're pros and then we're a mess, right? (laughs) So I also go seek out other coaches and and teachers and stuff. And I also believe in the power of hypnotherapy. And I specifically try to search out something that involves hypnotherapy because you're right, Trudy, it's about reprogramming my brain with whatever is keeping me sort of stuck feeling in where I am now and how I feel about my body, which is the not safe uh, in all the ways, right? Um, and maybe not worthy in terms of like how I think of my body. I've done a lot of worthiness in the rest of my life and how I see myself as like my my identity, right? That non-tangible part of me. But then I realized recently, wow, I don't think I ever extended all that work to include my body, my physical body. So now mm. I got to go back and mm. do that. So yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Amazing. Great oh insights. I'm really yeah. curious now. We've got a lot. We've had, you've given us so much to think about. <laughs> My head's yeah. spinning. So we did have some tips. Is it, is it something that we can go through quickly? Because we are coming up to the end yep. of our um, time together. Um, but, yep. yeah, so let's whip through them so that people can have some things to go away and work on, I think, was the idea. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah. Yeah. So the couple things we already talked about, which is like guided meditations and hypnotherapies, these are things that are designed to help relax you to the point where your conscious mind lets its guard down Mm -hmm. and then you are more suggestible. And so that's how you get things into your subconscious and that's how you begin to change your beliefs and the Mm -hmm. way you think. So those are my favorite tools. Um, Do you have any that you recommend? Yeah. So I, so I have one that I made, Mm -hmm. um, that if you go to my website, which is manifest your H E A Uh, as in happily ever after. I was going to say that to you though. I really love your, um, I will help you. I've lost the sheet, but what's, what's your tagline? I will help you, um, create your own. Yeah. Get unstuck and finally create your own happily ever after. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I was like, what is it? I don't remember. 
but if you go to my website, manifestyourhea.com, um, there's a place on that page where you can sign up and for my email list and you'll get a free guided meditation. And this meditation is specifically about nervous system regulation, which we didn't really talk a lot about, but this is like the other component to mindset work that I don't really see anyone talking about. That is kind of like my jam, um, because all the mindset work I did only took me so far until I started incorporating my nervous system because your nervous system is where if you're stuck in stress mode, if you've been in stress and fear for like a long time, it disrupts your nervous system permanently. And then no matter how much you try to change your thoughts, you're still like tense in your body all the time and that's affecting everything. So you have to kind of do both. You have to do the mindset work and you have to do the body, physical Mm -hmm. body work. Um, so the my, the hypno or the meditation that I have for you, it targets, it specifically targets your tar, uh, nervous system, basically so you can chill, chill out. You need to chill out first. Yeah, That's nice. step one. Yeah, um, so those are my favorite tools. And then, um, you know, we talked about naming your avatar for your voice in your head and just starting to tell that person to shut up. That's a great place to start because you become more self-aware about how you're talking to yourself. Um. And then the last kind of tip, and this is something we do in coaching a lot too that I give for homework is um, it's called the evidence list. I remember Trudy was talking about like when you buy a new car then you see it everywhere. So your brain will find evidence to support whatever you decide you want to be true. If we know that, let's use this superpower for good for once. Let's use it <laughs> deliberately for once, right? And so decide what you want to be true. Decide, I want to see that money comes into my life constantly. Or decide that I want to see that new readers are always finding my books. Whatever it is, right? And then every single day, you have to write down one thing. This is called an evidence list. And you have to write down one piece of evidence every single day to support this new truth or new belief. And it's so amazing that once you decide this is what you want to see, your brain will find it. Like it's already happening. You're like, you're like, did it just start today? Or has this already been happening this whole time? And I just haven't noticed. And yeah. that, that's kind of mind blowing. That's awesome. I love that one. I'm totally yeah. doing that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I, yeah, I do. I hope <laughs> that it's more people who suddenly find me, but you never know. Maybe they always were. That's awesome. Yeah. That was, was either way about. is a good outcome right yeah, 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 yeah. it's a great yeah. tip yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome mm. oh th- thank you thank you so much i know that we've all gotten something to think about yeah. here today absolutely absolutely wonderful to talk to you we've really loved yeah. it yeah. Uh, you guys this is fun you guys are fun we'll have to have you back have on fun. because i'm sure yeah. there's another <laughs> oh no I'm, we need another round of heather that's we need sure. another <laughs> round of heather all right we'll let all this sink in yeah, let yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah. we'll, we'll come back to you next time yeah with even wider eyes <laughs> with the next... you'll all have different names and and different yes. 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 we'll be like yeah. money or just be so so if someone wants to find you heather where's the best place to go is it the manifest uh, so you can so you can yep you can look me up on my website manifest your hea and then i also have a facebook group with the same name uh where i post all kinds of stuff just like what we talked about today pretty regularly um and i also will post stuff through my email list or my facebook group whenever i'll do like i do like small group masterminds where mm-hmm. i work a little bit more closely i do one-on-one coaching um i'm pretty waitlisted 
for a little while with that. So, um, so you're welcome to reach out about it, but it might be a little bit of a wait. So, um, the Facebook group and the email list are great places to start. Awesome. So much. Thank you guys. Thank this you. has been great. I appreciate it. That's okay. Now where can we be found? <laughs> so we can be found at spargirlspodcast.com and we really appreciate you leaving reviews, whether it's on your favorite podcast app or giving us a lovely subscribe on our YouTube channel, which is growing well because we are manifesting 5,000 subscribers this year. So. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly are. Halfway there, just saying, or Ooh. almost halfway there. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Gosh, it's gone fast. It's like it, yeah. it's yeah. a certain thing and then it just kind of snowballs. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Spa Girls podcast. We love having you here with us every week. Um, that's it for now, but we'll see yeah. you again next week. Bye. 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 Take care. Bye.